Here's a question for the marketers listening. Want to find that perfect customer beyond the world of scrolling, swiping, and searching? Here's a secret to make sparks fly. Smooth talking with podcast ads. With Acast, you can reach millions of listeners who'll be hanging on your every word. On the train to work, in the gym, or waiting in line for coffee. Start up the conversation with podcast listeners anywhere and everywhere. And they're looking for love. 60% of listeners have a higher trust in brands they've met on podcasts compared to social. Get closer to your audience. Make podcast ads with Acast. Head to go.acast.com slash closer to get started. What up? You're listening to Almost Accurate. I'm Jake. I'm Casanova Kilo. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to level with you, Ryan. Don't know the reference this time. It's uh, uh a project that I'm working on, a rap project. Oh. Uh, that sounds very yeah. culturally sensitive. Yeah. Man, it doesn't sound good though. Casanova Kilo or Kilo I'm Casanova? I'm loving it. You want to? Uh, you want to uh, expand? Uh, huh? oh, so you you're just doing the McDonald's theme song, but in what what is what is this what is this project? We're oh, gonna work it details. out. Oh. Well, <laughs> the <laughs> what? The immediate walking back of that, where he's like, "But up, but but I'm hating this. Let's change the subject." Wait. I got that. I got this. Um, so I just saw an episode of South Park that someone showed me a clip wherever Dan's dad, um, he's coming up with uh, songs. And it's like something like, have a happy Wednesday or something like that. And then he auto-tunes it and adds drums and stuff. And it ends up being like a legit song. Sounds really good. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have the ba da ba ba bas in the background. Why I, uh, you know, Kilo Casanova it, man. Well, I can't, I, can't, I can't wait to see what your next side project is going to be like. I'm pretty excited. You should probably wait because it's probably going to be terrible. <laughs> You're really tampering expectations for this thing that I thought of 35 seconds ago. Well, actually, joke's on you again. I thought about it about an hour ago. Boom. <laughs> I'm going to come up with the name and nothing else. And then I'm going to drop it immediately on the podcast because I was like, ah. Didn't sound as good as out, out loud as I was hoping it was going to. Hey, man, don't knock it because it could be really good in the future. You'll be like, I remember that guy. I podcasted with him. And I'll be like, I'll send you a cease and desist. Be like, you can't play our podcast anymore. <laughs> I'm suing you to take it down. I don't want any money. I just want you to stop putting that out. But we're back at better than ever, aren't we? That's right. And we are TikToking now. We're talk ticking. Yeah, we are. So you know what? Not a ton of followers over there, but uh, man, fuck that's fa- fuck Facebook and Instagram where they're like, yeah, we showed your thing to fourteen people and nobody liked it. So I guess it's shit. <laughs> it's kind of like whenever I show my penis to my wife, it isn't like showing it to fourteen people, but it, I feel the embarrassment of 
equivalent of showing my penis to 14 people who just don't give a shit. Yeah, it, her algorithm rated it as low quality content. Yeah, she was like, that's going to be a no for me, dog. I was like, oh. Would not recommend it. But yeah, I have, again, a 31-year-old man making TikToks or looking at an older man, Paul Rudd, just walking down the street dressed up in a Baskin-Robbins uniform. Bizarre. Absolutely bizarre. I haven't messed with it very much, but damn, if they don't actually (laughs) at least show your shit to other people. (laughs) It gives you a fighting yeah. a fighting chance, so I feel like there's worse out there. Like I've been watching a lot of Dog the Bounty Hunter recently. Oh, this is gonna be good. Yeah, and he's got like a mullet and I mean he's clearly lost in the eighties, but he kicks so much ass, man. I don't know what it is. So interesting. And he's like kind of beefy, but he's funny. Um and then his wife is like a big woman who has like the pointiest boo-boos ever but they're huge like her knockers could knock you out and then like his his kids are i mean they seem pretty normal actually but him and his wife are very much like all over the place and i thought it'd be really cool if danny mcbride and maybe i shared this last week um but i'm just gonna share it again if danny mcbride could do like a Funny biop. What do they call those? Whenever it's like a biopic, but it's supposed to be funny, a mockumentary, a mockumentary or a satirical. You mean like kind of like a walk hard, the Dewey Cox story? Where yeah, or just... like Spinal Tap. Yeah, um, and he would go in there and act as Dog the Bounty Hunter, and then uh, what's that blonde headed chick from um, uh, the Workaholics? She could be. Jillian Jacobs, yeah, she would be. She would be good. Those are two great casting choices, and uh, we'll go ahead and send a letter to both of them after this episode because that's a great idea. To be perfectly honest, yeah, just perm the shit out of her hair. Mm -hmm. And And Ed Hardy, they are baptized by Ed Hardy. (laughs) Baptized by uh, affliction and monster energy. Yeah, pretty much. That's the way it feels. And then, you know, you throw in some cussing, and then you're like, all right, Lord, we're going to have a good day. Please protect us from all these fucking criminals. We're fucking stupid. We're going to fucking <laughs> is, kill them. That is what Dog the Bounty Hunter is like, though. If you've if you've never watched it, it's insane. And they're always like, you're, they're like, Hawaii's a nice place until you, like, you just drive around. You're like, man, this place looks like fucking crackhead city. And it's humid. <laughs> It's terrible. And then he always has to give him like he locks him up and he's like, listen, you got to stop doing fucking crimes and talk to Jesus. And they're like, "Okay, man. Anyways, we're in the back of a suburban. We're just going to drive around and then I'm going to we're going to drop you off at the jail and you're going to be in shackles and there's going to be like inspirational music playing. Insane show. Just absolutely. Yeah, they give him a cigarette afterwards, too, if they like smoke. They're like, hey, you want a cigarette? And they're like, yeah. And then they're like, all right, well. This is why you shouldn't do this anymore. After they like run up on him, like, "Hey, motherfucker, stop right there!" And then like throw him on the ground, "Yeah, fucker!" And then they get in the car and they're like, "So, what happened? Why did you turn to this kind of life?" My, <laughs> it's like night and day. It's so funny. It's yeah. I remember one particular episode. He was telling this dog was telling this guy, he's like, "You're gonna get 
like butt fucked in prison and you need to stop you need to stop doing it because somebody's gonna someone's gonna do you up the butt in prison yeah some people are into that i i have some friends who are probably into that actually i do have some friends that i know are into that here's the thing about prison not consensual that's the that's the point of difference i think could be, but eventually it could be like a Stockholm Syndrome thing and it becomes consensual after a while. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. <laughs> I don't maybe know how not. love works. You, you are so full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's how it works, right? They just yeah. have sex with you until you eventually just say, okay, I'm enjoying it. That's and exactly... That's exactly like every old person telling the story of how they met. They're, the woman's always like, your grandma's up there's like, yeah, your grandpa was a real fucking creep and wouldn't leave me alone and just kept harassing me until eventually I said, yes, I'd go out with him. And now we're, you know, 57 years later, we're still married. It's like, God damn, like that story was supposed to sound like sweet and sentimental, but it does not come out, come across that way at all. You know, um, what was it, Carol Baskins, whenever her and her husband got together, he followed her in a car, and he was like, here, here's a gun, you can hold it on me, or whatever, and I'll just drive you around, we can talk. You are right, I had forgotten that. Yeah, that's weird, right? That's weird. Yeah, that's a horrifying story. Yeah, please date me, you can hold me at gunpoint, I'm not gonna try to, I'm not gonna try anything weird, unless you're into that. It worked. It worked. So it worked until he fled to Costa Rica to have sex with twelve-year-olds or whatever that guy did down there. Whoa! Did they say that that's what he was doing? Pretty much. I think that was the implication. Was uh, he like he's likes having sex with girls that are not of age, and that was the main reason he kept going back to Costa Rica. That in business. Ah, uh, yes. At business. least partially being having sex with underage girls. Well, this is taking a dark turn, hasn't it? Yes. And then you're like, yeah, maybe I don't feel so bad about him potentially being killed. But also, he's definitely still alive. Well, that's what they say. Um, they speaking say. of being still alive, Nick Cannon reminds us multiple times that he's still alive. Um, oh, I, it was hooray. a joke, but he uh, said that he was going to do a game show where he would find a woman, or women would compete to see who would have his next child. It's, even if this was a joke, uh, which I hope, really hope it is, yeah, it just really, it really reminds me that maybe I do hope that that meteor just strikes the planet and just wipes the whole slate clean because I think we've, we're about there, right? Every time yeah. I read something like this, I'm like, oh, Wow. We're we're yeah. getting closer. Yeah, it's um, yeah. I, there's like some sister wives stuff going on there. There cannot not be. He is such an insane dude. Like I remember, I'm old and I'm old enough to remember when he was on Nickelodeon, doing bullshit on Nickelodeon. Like that's that's some that's some real he's got some real longevity in them testicles is all i can say yeah i mean he ain't shooting blanks dude he's shooting loads and ropes 
Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where to go after talking about Nick Cannon's sperm count, but it must be pretty fucking high. Is all I can all I can say. And yep. that's the almost that's the almost accurate scientific guarantee is that Nick Cannon probably high sperm count. What can I say? No, definitely high sperm count. Mm-hmm. The boy is shooting ropes that can fill your toilet up. One go. Mm. And there is nothing like having that mental image in the back of my brain for the rest of this episode where maybe I just trail off middle mid sentence and stare off into the middle distance. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> great. <clears throat> well, for the first time, Ryan, what did you think of that haunted mansion trailer? So I haven't watched this yet, um, but I think that's going to be better <laughs> than the Eddie Murphy one, which I didn't think was like the best movie I've ever seen. There was like a couple of spots that I thought was cool, though. I wonder if this one's going to have too many stars in it. It may be overload because there's a lot of people who are some are like B list people. And I'm just like, is this going to work? But it could be like night at the museum. I also see that potential as well. I mean, we've got Owen Wilson and apparently he's doing a ton of a uh, ton of Disney stuff now, which I, Surprising, I guess. I don't know. We got Danny DeVito as well. That's right. The big two, Owen Wilson and Danny DeVito, finally together on screen. Yeah. In the We've been waiting. There's been talks. Yeah. The fans have been clamoring for this for years. It's finally happened. Um, yeah. Uh, it's so strange how Disney tries to make franchises out of some of their theme park rides. Um and kind of weird that it works, I guess, at least in terms of Pirates of the Caribbean, because Pirates of the Caribbean and the first Haunted Mansion came out the same year. And one of them obviously had a, uh, I guess you could say, much more successful than the other. And they're redoing this one, obviously, but just wild that you'd look at the the story of... Uh, you're like, what's the story behind this theme park ride and how can we make a feature length movie about it? Uh, having said that, watch the trailer for it. It's, it looks okay. It, it looks better, uh, obviously than the, uh, one with Eddie Murphy in it, but it, it has a more like tactile sort of feel. Like I, I feel more like you're in a real sort of place. And it just, it's got a real like look and polish to it that I think it's great piece of set design. And arguably you could say that they're, they've got a, a bigger well of history to draw from with, in terms of like Haunted Mansion probably coming out. I was just about to say probably coming out Halloween, but it's coming out in theaters on July 28th. So that's immediately wrong. It was staring me right in the face. Well, it seems more kid driven, uh, like the main I think it's going to be like the kid and then his interaction with the ghost. I see the parents are involved, um, especially the mom, but I think the kid's going to have a bigger part in it than the weird thing is, is there's only one kid where in the original, um, it was two kids. It was a boy and a girl. All right. They had to make some budget cuts and they're like two kids. Nah, we're not we have to kill to one. We had yeah, to had kill to one of them. One of you is going to become a ghost. I'm sorry you had to find out this way, kid, but there's the break sometimes. 
<laughs> but yeah, I I think I'll probably I'll probably be into this. It's surprising it's in July instead of like September or October, but whatever. Maybe it thinks There's... it can't compete with the other stuff that'll be coming out during that time. Maybe that was a, um, yeah. a decision based on that. I am just one idiot with an opinion on the internet and clearly not the head of Walt Disney Pictures, so... Well, even the head of Walt Disney's uh, pictures decided to um, step down. Yeah, he's like, "Mm, I'm not going to be here no more. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Metroid Fusion's coming to the Switch tomorrow. And uh, fucking excited for that. It's weird, the Stockholm Syndrome I have with Nintendo, where I'm like, finally, they're putting out the the 22-year-old game on a modern console and I can play it again for the 14th time. It's if I hadn't done that like last year on a computer illegally. (laughs) Well, didn't they release that? Wasn't that part of one of the Metroid games is that the old one was on here or was, was on there or that wasn't a part of that. Uh, This is part of the, uh, Game Boy Advance games, which it wasn't on it when it launched. Metroid 2 was on the Game Boy, which came out last month, which I actually played through. And hard game. Really easy to get lost. You can really tell that they had a limited amount of of blocks and pallets, and every single one of those areas looked identical, and it was really hard to keep track of it. But uh, this one is... I think it's probably the best of the 2D series. Just a, it's a real great example of just setting an atmosphere that really stuck with me when I was an 11 year old the first time I played it and was a big fucking chicken. <laughs> Were you like, oh my god, no, it's scary. It was, it was kind of scary because you've got this monster, you've got an evil clone of yourself that's chasing you around. And um, very early on, they're like, if you see that thing, you have to run. You just, you got to get out of there. It's like Mr. X and Resident Evil where you, it's just like, if you see it, you just got, you got to run away. Uh, And the first time I played it, I certainly thought that, oh my God, this thing could, this thing could show up wherever. And then of course, now you realize, oh, those are basically just interactive cutscenes. Like they only happen at certain points, but it was, it's enough to trick you the first time where you're, you're like, this thing could like show up anytime <coughs> and fuck me up. <laughs> and well, that'd be kind of cool to get fucked by yourself. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's a real, yeah. real like a narcissist enjoy that kind of thing, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, what's his face from the boys nearly did it? Homelander. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he almost sucked himself off, <laughs> didn't he? Or whatever happened in that scene. Tried to suck him off, and then he killed himself. It's a weird yeah. time to be alive. Yeah, um, good, good game. Definitely play it if you got Switch Online. Do you ever find that whenever you go back and play the old games, the memory is not as good as you once remember, and it's kind of soured, and you're like, and I think the opposite. I've got a greater appreciation for it, but then I was also, I'm also like, I'm thinking about all the times I would lose to a boss and get angry and now i'm like it's fucking easy maybe it's because i'm not a 12 year old kid anymore 
<laughs> I was so dumb and bad at video games. Yeah, oh. I don't. I used to cry like a little bitch at video games. I'd throw my controller, and I'd go run and cry, and people would call me crying Ryan. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, which that's does so tragic. Yeah, dude, my life was tragic. Did you have Somehow, a particular that particular one? Um, let's see. Sonic the Hedgehog comes to mind. That was for my Sega, and then for PlayStation, Driver. Um, okay, was the game, and then for PS2, I think it was NHL Hits. And those were all the consoles that I, the games that I played whenever I broke my consoles. Ooh. <laughs> Reluctantly had to always go get a second one. But I have a three and a four that are still running pretty good. Yep, it's part of the part of the aging process where you're like, well, I guess I'll just put this down for six months and I'll never finish this. Yeah, well, also beating off can help, too, because I find that that's a nice stress reliever, too. <laughs> yeah, I can't say that I had maybe not quite discovered that when I was playing Metroid Fusion for the first time. Get frustrated though, with the game and then get to that point and then just beat off. Yeah, you might feel even though, about Even though when you die, there's like this little pixel art animation where her like suit falls off and she's wearing like this little bikini underneath. And I have to admit, it made me feel ways that I did not quite understand at the time. My body was a mystery and I was looking to be a Christopher (laughs) Columbus, if you will. Um, Yeah, no, I would not. I wouldn't jerk off to like the video game characters, but you know, just yeah. to my imagination, which is hard to do because you know, it people don't really have imaginations now. They don't really need them. If you pick up what well, I'm putting me, down. Well, let me tell you, Ryan, I have a great imagination and I saw that death sequence a lot. Cause I was not good at this game. The first time I played it. Yeah. I'm going to kill her <laughs> and then I'm just going to beat <laughs> off here. What was the point of her suit coming off, though? Uh, I don't know. It's in every every game. It's in every single one of them. It's, Even like the new one? Yeah. I think she's got like a leotard on or, you know, something. It's something kind of like, you know, form fitting. But it, it does make sense that you'd wear that under like a big suit of armor. Uh, yeah, but does it make sense that if you're dying, then your suit of armor comes off? Does that make sense? Or is it some horny Japanese people programming that in? Probably, but I know some people who have died, and usually they stay in the same clothes they died in. Mm-hmm. Well. Yeah, you heard it here first. Like you said, Ryan, some people have no imaginations anymore. Folks at Nintendo, they're Just, like, mm. <laughs> watch this. <laughs> Like these, I bet they're I bet they're perverts over there. I bet they've gotten a whole bunch of stuff going on over there. They haven't shared with anyone. Um, a sequel to uh, Pokemon Detective uh, Detective Pikachu is in the works. Can you believe it? Yeah, it's honestly really? surprising. It kind of took this long. I didn't think that first movie was that bad, but Ryan Reynolds not a good pick for that. It should have been like what? Danny DeVito or someone with like a more gruff sounding voice. Like the video game. Well, 
I don't think it needed to be that necessarily, but it definitely Ryan Reynolds. I we were just in a, like a big Ryan Reynolds time during that that time, and it's, I think he got it was that too close to. Yeah, it was too close to Deadpool. Uh, him, you know, just doing the voice of a character like it's too it's too close to it, and you yeah. know, it's and he just, never changes a, it up. He's always the same person. Anything he's ever played. Yeah. Right, because you're like, that's not Pikachu, that's Ryan Reynolds. All I'm hearing is Ryan Reynolds throughout the whole thing. So it, it's just, it was a missed opportunity. But uh, now that I'm thinking about it, that movie wasn't very good. But I think as far the visual design of it, like even just looking at the still image of Pikachu with his little detective hat on, it looked really good for the most part. I really liked how they adapted the design of Pokemon to make them look not quite like photorealistic, but like the fuzz and stuff on them. Like it is, it was an interesting choice. I, I did like that part of it. That is what I would imagine they would look like in real life. Well, I wonder what they're going to do with the sequel, because I'm pretty sure that uh, Ryan Reynolds moved back to his body and the Pikachu uh, that he was the whole time became just like a regular Pikachu again. Yeah, right. and I think I saw something else that the Justice Smith, the ma- the lead character in that, is not interested in coming back. So maybe they'll just do. Maybe, maybe it's just every time they do one of these, it's a different detective getting stuck in a different Pikachu's body, and they have to solve crimes. Maybe that's but why the book of it. Keep happening. This should have been a one-off. Because of magic lightning, Ryan. What like what? These are. <laughs> Make it make sense, Jake. This this is basically like a series about dog fighting, but with different animals. And you know, they're like, kind of true. We condemned Michael Vick, yet we have praised Pokemons. Michael Michael Vick goes to jail, but there's 47 different Pokemon games. Make it make sense. Gotta touch them all. <laughs> yeah. um, let me. It's ask a game you. about enslaving animals and making them fight each other. Do you think that you could be friends with Ryan Reynolds? Not a chance. You, like, you'd be would like, you be able to stand him for that long? It, it'd be exhausting. You, it would be so... I feel like he's got one of those personalities that he just does not shut off, ever. Yeah, and that he's would be like my so body. exhausting. He's like my body. It just don't quit. It, yeah, it would... Yeah, I, I don't think I could do it. Could I be friends with a Pikachu in a detective's hat? Maybe a different story. Well, it depends on how temperamental the little bastard is, because, you know, if he's, like, hitting you with lightning or whatever... Yeah, true. If he's, like, following me in the bathtub, then that's bad. God, that would be the worst. That would be a great way to open it, though. Pikachu kills self and owner Ryan Reynolds or whatever (laughs) because he, like, shoots them in the bathroom. Yeah. You see, you see, we cut, it's like five years later, and you have a really haggard and depressed looking Ryan Reynolds. You see him slowly <laughs> shuffling into the bathroom, taking off his bathrobe, running some hot water in the tap, close up on the tap, cuts it off, goes back and grabs a toaster. Starts and the then- sand of the bathtub, and then, but then Pikachu slips and knocks the toaster out of his hand, and then they get remerged back together. Like, Smash oh, cut no, to solving. Freaking Friday. I was trying to 
I was trying to kill myself, now I'm stuck in the body of a Pikachu again. Yeah, won't they just combine this with Freaky Friday and just call it Freaky Friday Pokemon Edition? You know? I'm into it. Let's get uh, let's get Jamie Lee Curtis as the voice of Pikachu this time. Yeah. Uh, which reminds me, I see Halloween Ends is on Prime. I gotta go back and watch that and see how bad it sucks. I liked it better than the last one. Or than the second it one. It was the last one. Yeah. I liked it better than the second one. Well, that's time not, will tell. Yeah, it's not saying that much. But it's marginally better. Perfect. Well, as long as someone's not getting shot with a gun that they're holding because the door's slammed on them, that would be that would be great. Mutant Mayhem, the new Ninja Turtles movie, um, which has the animation style very similar to Spider Verse or Into the Spider Verse. Um, I like it. I do too. And then um, I don't know who the main characters are for the brothers. It's all teenage actors. But Jackie Chan's going to be Splinter. Um, Ice Cube's going to be Superfly. Seth Rogen, Bebop. John Cena, Rocksteady. Paul Rudd is Mondo Gecko. Um, Rose Brine is going to be Leatherhead, which is interesting because Leatherhead is usually a dude. Uh, Post Malone is going to be Ray Filet. Animal Burris, Genghis Frog. Uh, Maya Rudolph, Cynthia Ultram. Um, Juan Carlo Esposito is going to be Baxter Starkman. Um, but no Shredder and no Krang, which is interesting. Saving it for the sequel. This animation style looks really cool. I'm re- what do you think about this? Because I'm, I'm into this. I mean, it's Ninja Turtles, man. I'm going to be into it <laughs> no matter what. I am I'm more You're- of uh, live action. But at the same time, you know, it didn't work out last time. Though I didn't mind the Michael Bay movies that came out. I kind of enjoyed them. I owned them. Uh, but I've liked, to be honest, I've liked all Ninja Turtle things for the most part. How can you go wrong, you know? Yeah, you're a big Ninja Turtles head. You like, you enjoy Ninja Turtle stuff the same way I enjoy like Star Wars stuff. Yeah, I could sit down and watch Ninja Turtles for a long, long, long time. Any of it. I I was going to say, I guess comparatively, most Ninja Turtle stuff is well regarded, is it not? Um, am I am I far off in in saying uh, that? I mean, most are. Uh, there was the TMNT um, that came out in the early two thousands. What was does that stand Turtle... for? Oh, get out of town. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, and also like the one that came out in the eighties. You know, I just don't even think about mentioning that because that's like the base of everything. Uh, because that one was so big, that's how the movies came to be. Um, it kind of fell off for a little bit in the mid nineties because it got bad reviews like Ninja Turtles three. People don't like, uh, the movie where they go back in time. Um, there was also some musicals they did. Um, there was a show on Fox that was really terrible. Um, that was like a live action where they introduced Venus de Milo, who was like a new turtle. She was like a girl. Um, but I think overall the TV shows have done well. Um, the rise of TMT, um, which is like the Nickelodeon one that just recently came out in the past couple of years. Um, a lot of people were bragging on it, but I think ultimately it's 
it's gotten really good reviews since the uh, people stopped ragging on it and watched it. Um, but I don't think that it's still on the air. And if it is, it doesn't get play on the main stage. It's like Disney, whatever their secondary show or um, channel is. I don't know what that is. Nick Jr.? What I don't know. Uh, yeah, fair enough. I've just, I, somehow, I have never engaged with a single Ninja Turtles anything. Nothing the entire time. And I, I don't know how I've managed to avoid that in my entire life. Well, but I can tell I, you, day one, I'm going to be fucking there. <laughs> I'll be well, engaged too- and bored. Yeah, I this looks really it looks really cool. I love I love this animation style and it looks like something kind of fresh and new-ish and that's a great fucking cast. So Yeah, I I, I wonder how that's going to work cuz I think of Paul Rudd and I don't think of somebody who's going to be very um vocal with what he's saying, you know, like Rudd's kind of dry. Yeah, I mean, even as Ant-Man, he's like, fuck you, Kang. <laughs> and then just gets punched for five minutes. He's like, yeah. I think... Yeah, it's, it is weird seeing the guy. <laughs> it is just, it's so weird seeing him in, in, in action roles. But I know he's been doing Marvel stuff for years and years, but I just, I'm not used to it. I'm still not used to it. Ice Cube, I don't know how he's going to do. Um, Seth Rogen, I'm sure he's going to do his laughs. John Cena, I'm not sorry. <laughs> yeah, John Cena. Um, we already know Maya Rudolph can do it. Um, Rose Bryan, I don't know how she's going to do. She's English, though. I mean, maybe she could throw a little bit of that. Hannibal Burris, he always seems like he's high, so I'm not really sure how he's going to do his part. I'm sure they'll... Wait, surprises. You're, you're telling me that someone that's a fan of the Ninja Turtles has been high at some point. Yeah. Get this, out is, this is blowing my be. mind. Yeah. I don't know who it could be. Could it be me? Could it be someone else? I don't know. Could it be everybody that's our age that is watching Ninja Turtles? Yeah, I hope so. I hope Turtle Mania catches on. They already had the rise of the Shredder um, or Revenge of Shredder and... Um, then they had all the uh, old games put into like a one single disc or, you know, release rather. So that was just last year. And then we got a movie. Um, we could be heading towards more Turtle Mania. And also here they're trying to make a, a movie uh, or not a movie, a video game. That's like an A1 or whatever they call it. Triple A. Triple A, yes. Yeah. Like the um, batteries. Yeah, exactly. Or like baseball. Or what's the third thing? Three of the same letters together. Alcoholics you, Anonymous. Always. No doubt. I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, Ryan, do you think that we're about to embark on the next Turtle Lanaissance? I really hope so, because I will be happy. And if you know, people kept be, saying that word as well. <laughs> you know, just say cowabunga wherever you go, and I should be happy. That's better. <laughs> um, but that movie is going to be dropping August fourth of this year. That is 
not as far away as I thought it was when I first saw that date. And I was like, yeah, it's fucking March already. So yeah, time's flying. So. Um, Nick, in other news, Nicholas Cage, or, go ahead. No, I was going, <laughs> I interrupted you to say you should go with this one. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> I love the man so much. Now we know Nicholas Cage was in both Ghost Rider movies, which is a Marvel property. Um, but not of the greater MCU universe that's come to be. Um, but Nicolas Cage on Marvel. I don't need to be in the MCU. I'm Nick Cage. And I thought to myself, how can you argue with that logic? Because that's fact. He is Nick Cage. He's made all his money. He's, he doesn't have to do movies. He did Willy's Wonderland. My man's set. Just give us a sequel to Willy's Wonderland. That's all I ask. Yeah, I mean, I I appreciate that Nicolas Cage, he's one of those actors that I genuinely don't know if he's a good actor or not sometimes. But then every now and then you get something like Willy's Wonderland where I think he got paid, all of those energy drinks were probably all of the money he got paid to be in that movie. And it's fucking great. And he, he doesn't say a goddamn word the whole movie, and it's it's perfect. It's so good. Here's a question for the marketers listening. Want to find that perfect customer beyond the world of scrolling, swiping, and searching? Here's a secret to make sparks fly. Smooth talking with podcast ads. With Acast, you can reach millions of listeners who'll be hanging on your every word. On the train to work, in the gym, or waiting in line for coffee. Start up the conversation with podcast listeners anywhere and everywhere. And they're looking for love. 60% of listeners have a higher trust in brands they've met on podcasts compared to social. Get closer to your audience. Make podcast ads with Acast. Head to go.acast.com slash closer to get started. I it's so it's he's difficult to pin down and I I feel like he's one of those actors he's got a big enough persona that it would be distracting to have him be in a in a Marvel movie at any point if it's you know it'd be so weird Yeah, I think he's such a big figure that yeah, it would be weird. It would be kind of like if um so Robert Downey Jr also has that um, kind of captivating aura about him. But I think that's ever since Iron Man, because that really brought him back into focus. I think if he went to DC or whatever, and then you see him for the first time playing a character, it's very similar to like Iron Man's character. I think that would be like crazy. I think that would have the same effect as Nicolas Cage joining the MCU. It's going to be such a difficult thing as an actor uh, when you play a character for like 10 years in a row. Like everyone's like, Oh, that's Iron Man. It's like, well, no, I'm not Iron Man. That's just a character that I do. But when you see him in anything else, like when you see Robert Downey Jr. in like due date or Sherlock Holmes or something like that, you're like, Oh, it's fucking Iron Man. He's doing, he's doing a British accent or he's, he's driving. <laughs> well, driving across the country with fucking Zach Galifianakis because he's having a baby or whatever. Well, Johnny Depp's very much similar to that, you know, Captain Jack Sparrow, or um, who who else? Um, 
I was always like, that's Edward Scissorhands in <laughs> yeah. that pirate ship. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he's more synonymous with Jack Sparrow, even if he, he only did the first movie, you know, alone. He, yeah, he definitely is. That it. He has more iconic characters, I'd say, overall. But if you had to name like the first one, you, I think most you'd be hard pressed if most people would be not say Pirates of the Caribbean. No one's gonna go, oh Johnny Depp. Oh, you mean the guy from uh, that Willy Wonka movie? Yeah, nobody's doing that. Or um, what is it? Fantastic Beast, Grindelwald. <laughs> oh, you mean Grindelwald? No, <laughs> my boy, my boy Grind, my boy Wizard Hitler. <laughs> Oh no, Wizard Hitler. That's what he is, though. Where he's like, "Oh, we got to kill all the Muggles because they're a problem." We will never know because they'll never finish the, uh, you know, that series. They shouldn't. I. What if they just forgot? They just make everyone try to forget about it, and they just make it. They make another one like five years from now where they just reboot the whole thing. Well, I've heard that they're trying to go back and do um, the. I go back to the Harry Potter version of all this. Oh, no. when they get older, when the kids are older, and their <sighs> kids are like, you know, doing their thing. I don't so, want to see Daniel Radcliffe going like, "Oh, I got to pay taxes, and I'm stressed because <laughs> I've got three kids now." Like, I don't want to see that. No one well, wants to see that. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I would yeah, think you're probably would. right. That could work, but I wouldn't make a movie out of it. Just give us like a TV show and call it a day. Don't give them, don't give them ideas, Ryan, because then we're going to get more of it. We're going to get four seasons of that instead of one two-hour movie. Uh, well, maybe people will enjoy it. I, I honestly don't know. Um, what do I know? I'm just an idiot on a microphone. That's all I can be. You got a wife beater on this week? No, I did, but I changed it out. Um, I try to keep it classy for the podcast. That's what I do. What I do. Uh, Metroid Fusion, Game Boy Advance. I see it's coming online. Yeah, they just threw they threw up a neat little trailer where they're like, "Hey, you remember being scared as a kid? Now you can be scared as an adult, or scare your kids for that matter." They're like, "Look at this fucking thing! Look at this creepy music!" Your kids are stupid. It is really funny to see a trailer for a Game Boy Advance game that came out in 2002 where they're like, huh? This, this is a new trailer, right? And it's like, yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, def- I'm going to play it tomorrow whenever it goes online. So, Don't judge me. But yeah, speaking of, um, speaking of a, a company and a franchise that never, ever dabbles in nostalgia as a way to bring in people that were previously fans that may have drifted off or just just be like, hey, here's here's something you remember from something else, right? We're talking about The Mandalorian. We're talking about the first season. Oh. <laughs> no, I would never accuse Star Wars of, of playing on people's nostalgia to try to get them excited for something. I wouldn't yeah, why do would it. Do anything like that? Yeah, they'd never do it. They're like, what do we call this dark lightsaber? A dark saber? Fuck off. Yeah, well, that never mind. But <laughs> there was a conversation that we had, and it was like, <laughs> but proceed, proceed. Um, yeah. 
we, well, I, we both watched episode one of season three together. And then, wouldn't you know it, Ryan, the absolute madman, watches episode two, just barrels through and goes for it, leaving me going, I bet it's probably good, but I haven't seen it yet. Yep. It ran out of, ran out of time. Um, That's how people usually end up in relationships. I haven't seen it, but I'm pretty sure it's good. Yep. And then you then you're kind of stuck with it, and then you you have to wait around to see how the season finale pans out. Is it going to be disappointing? Or are they going to wrap this up well? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, um, this one. I'm trying to think how this one ended. I don't think it was really good. Um, but what do you think about going back into the world of the Mandalorian? I enjoy it. I think that this show in particular, it's been on such a long hiatus that I've forgotten a lot. And that's fair to say. And it feels like the first episode in particular, it goes out of its way to be like, I bet you don't remember the first two seasons or the book of Boba Fett when we did that for a little bit. I bet we're going to hit you with a quick little recap here. And you're like, yeah, he gave up Baby Yoda, but Baby Yoda's back because. Uh, Luke Skywalker was busy. He was busy trying to figure out why his face doesn't quite look the way that it used to. Um, or why his voice doesn't sound like Mark Hamill's anymore. Or, He's like, you should probably go back, kid. Like, I, I'm not sure what's going on with my face or voice or, or anything right now. Like, um, I ain't got to raise no goddamn baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty brutal like, like that. No, what actually happened is that he was, him and Baby Yoda were hanging out, and he was like, so this one, he's like, this one time, I want to tell you about the time I was in the hospital, and I made out with my sister, and Harrison Ford was there, (laughs) and they were like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, that would be a weird conversation, especially with a tiny (laughs) green child. And then he just leaves. He's like, "Eh, I think I'm going to hit up Pedro Pascal and see what he's up to, actually. This this isn't as cool as I thought it was going to be. I'm done here. Let's go pick up chicks. (laughs) Make out with our sisters. It's weird. What What is wrong with George Lucas? I don't know, but that happens in real life. Apparently... There's these two girls I've seen who uh, may be um, half-sisters, but they're not going to let that stop their relationship, is what I heard. Crazy stuff. Um, so he's, just, he's like, I've got to make everyone related to someone else somehow, regardless of what I did before. Yeah, no, you what... George. No, they have to be related. Everyone in space is like a second cousin. Nope. George, George, I'm going to need you to take a step back. We're going to have to question a lot of things that you've done. Every single person in Star Wars has fucked their cousin, probably. Maybe it's uh, West Virginia Star Wars. (laughs) Oh, man. Lucas grew up somewhere in West Virginia for a little bit. Oh, that really tickled me that time. I don't know why. I just pictured them around a campfire, and he's like, yeah, I kissed my sister. 
like oh like, yeah, I like can... a drunk guy admits something at the I party. Gotta, like, gotta get out of here. <laughs> yeah, but like, dude, Luke's being weird, right? He's not getting bad vibes from this guy. His mouth isn't quite moving the same as his face that he's talking about. Kissing his sister. But like, isn't uh, that the guy who had that fake arm in Marvel? <laughs> you mean claw? Let me touch him with my claw. <laughs> Dang, you know, that kind of makes sense. They both have had fake arms, him and Mark Hamill. Um, right. Both used to playing weird CGI characters that don't quite look real. Yeah. Anyways, Mandalorian, he's he's there's a big alligator and he shows up in a uh he's got a little got a little fighter that looks like it's from Phantom Menace and he's like, Yeah, I'm gonna fuck this alligator up. Uh and then it seems to be that for whatever reason he is he needs to go get baptized again. He's like, I gotta go back to Ban- Mandalore. I gotta go have a bath. And because he t- took off his helmet and showed took himself. Off his helmet. Yeah, and the lady lady with the uh lady with the fur on her shoulders, she's like, Well, you're you're not a Mandalorian anymore. And he's like, Well what what do I need to do? And she's like, Hey, well, you need to go uh you need to go take a bath in the mines of the 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 <laughs> there's some water in the mines, you gotta go take a bath in there. He's like, But they, they got destroyed. She's like, well, sounds like you're fucked, dude. This is the way. This is the way. Like we did. This is the way. We don't have a contingency plan for these kinds of things. Why? Why would you? Um. So yeah, that that seems to be the central drive that they're setting up for this one, which, admittedly, is strange. But I guess. The set the setup for most of these seasons really is he's got to get something to something or someone to somewhere to do something. It's a very simplistic plot setup. Do you know that you don't just go from point A to point B? Ryan, there's going to be some shenanigans. This is Star Wars. Something's yeah, going to happen. Someone's going to make out with their sister before we get to where we need to get going. Um, I'm glad that you don't have any sisters. <laughs> make out, you're going to make out with someone's sister, I guess. Although I guess that's everyone, <laughs> technically. Well, I mean, some people don't have sisters, or they don't have siblings in their... You know? I guess you're right. So I guess you could, I guess you could make out with someone who's an only child. Yeah, there you go. You've, imme- you've immediately shot a blaster hole through my, my theory there. That's what I do. <laughs> Don't let me blast you too often, Jake. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this this episode, I I like the first episode, the vibes of it. It you know it it was a breezy, short kind of one where it just kind of I let it wash over me, and I was like, yeah, it's good to see all this stuff. They're really setting up some, really setting up some plot points where he he shows up and the old old mates like, hey man. Gina Carano's not on this show anymore because she said some. She she went on some racist rants and said some stuff, and she's not on this show anymore. She got recruited. <laughs> you want her job? And he's like, Nah, I wish I could, but I can't. I've got. Did you see I've got a- his cape? 
it, there was like two robots two, holding yeah. either side of it. And I was like, damn, old boys are poop. He he really is. He's he's got this he's got those vibes where he's like, I wish I could help you, pirate boys, but this isn't a bar anymore, it's a school. So let's go have a drink at my office. They're like, nah, we're gonna get fucked up at this kindergarten. He's like, nah, I bet you won't. And Mando just fucking shoots four of them and tells the last one, I'm going to shoot you if you don't get out of here. Go on and get. And then um, the dude's like, he gets. Yeah. And they were like, should we go after him? He's like, no, let him tell his boss. that We mean business here. Yeah. Then he's like, hey, you remember when Taika Waititi was that robot? And now we made him into a statue. Well, I need him to help me. So take that statue down. We're going to put him back together. And he's, he does it. He's not very good at it, though, because he's, he's having some difficulties. Because he immediately comes back to life and tries to kill Baby Yoda. And they have to shoot him. Which, in a scene which I thought was pretty funny. I, I, I audibly laughed out loud watching him... That robot, like, half-corpse crawl around the room trying to attack little baby Yoda and them shooting at him. And Mandalorian, or Mando, his uh, accuracy is just as a stormtrooper. Right. He's shot everywhere but there. So it's good <laughs> to... It's, it re- <laughs> it's crazy that he just shot, like, four people point-blank, but he can't hit the one... Anyways. Yeah, it it's... <laughs> I guess I guess it would. I guess I guess it would. I can only shoot innocent bystanders that technically haven't done anything yet. Um and uh and yeah, from from there on in he's like, "Oh, we got to go to the, like the shops and they of course they don't have the part I need because they're talking about supply chain issues and they don't make this anymore." So now he's got to go somewhere else and and they they jet off and he's like, "Oh, I really they the, when they show up to Bo-Katan's castle, I really like this shot. For some reason, I it just it looks so good them flying in in the daytime with like rain hitting that ship. Like I know we've we've talked like last week is recently about like a Marvel thing kind of looking like shit. I thought this really looked good. This was this particular shot. I was like, that looks like a fucking real place that they're flying into. Um. Castle looked cool, and he's like, "Hey, are you still going back to Mandalore?" She's like, "Nah, probably not, unless you got that dark saber." He's like, "I got that dark saber." Girl, girl, (laughs) you know I, you know I come packing with that dark saber. And she's like, "Cool, I think you're an idiot." And he's like, "Well, I guess we're fucking off again then." And that's all that I can tell you about episode one. But man, I. I like this show. I like that it's back, and I had kind of forgotten how good it was in terms of some of those Star Wars shows were not great. I think Andor is probably still maybe the best one that they've made, but Mandalorian is good, and it's it's nice that it's something new, and I really I hope that this season they've learned from some of the, the mistakes they made in the second one because this it, the first season was just so good, just a standalone story, adventure of the week kind of thing, and it felt mostly disconnected from a lot of Star Wars stuff. And I think that that is something that it, it's good. 
season two, they they were like, it really felt that they were trying to they were going the Marvel route where they were like, remember this character from this thing and this character from this thing that's definitely getting their own show. It was it was a bit too much of it. And I hope that they go in a different direction with this season because I think that that's when this show really gets a chance to shine. But I'm encouraged by that that opening episode for sure. Yeah, I'm here to tell you that the second episode is better. <clears throat> tell me um, about it. Um, okay. Um, so basically, we end up on the Mandalorian planet of, you guessed it, Mandalore. Um, and big old, big old desert. <clears throat> no, um, it's rainy and like there's all these ruins basically and. They, um, him and Jerome, the little green guy. Oh yeah, um, Jerome Yoda. Yes, exactly. They that's, go that's, in. That's what we call him, everybody. We're going to keep doing I mean, that, by the way. That's what his name is. Um, so him and Jerome walk up into, they're basically going to try to find the waters. And they go into one of these buildings that's going to leave, lead down into like the city. And they kind of look over the city and they're like, oh, dang. This is what it used to be, and it's just a bunch of ruins. And then, like, three cave monsters come out, wielding, like, I don't even know what you call it, like, just um, some kind of, like, bat. And Mandalorian has to take them out. Wookow, wookow, wookow. Then they um, they decide to go further down the uh, tunnel, and Baby Yoda is like, oh, I don't know about all this. Oh, so weird. I don't like this. And then he sees like little what I would call crocodiles looking at him and hissing, and I'm like, oh, they're bringing back the crocodiles. Um, and then Mandalorian gets down there and he finds like a, a hat or like a shield that um, one Which, of his. Which what is a hat or a shield? Well, it's the, the helmet they wear. Okay. <laughs> a little bit of both. He finds the helmet. I'm finding the words. Um, and he picks it up, and this crab creature captures him from below. So it was like a what? trap that was set, and it um, takes him back to his room. Jerome is just in the background, like, "Oh damn, this shit's crazy. I can't do anything right now." Um, and then come to find out that this metal creature crab, uh, cyber crab, is what I will call him. Um, he there's a guy in there like controlling that, and he's got like a bunch of legs him himself is kind of like a crab creature Whoa. um yeah a lot Go of figure. legs yeah a lot of legs um no pencil here he's got one eyeball too um <laughs> and then basically mandalorian is like shackled up into like this like little like torture rack that he can't get out of and Jerome's like, oh, shit, let me try to get you out. And then he can't get him out. And then the crab creature figures out what's going on, and he chases him. Meanwhile, those uh, things that we originally thought were uh, alligator monsters, those are actually not alligator monsters. Those are dragons. So they're chasing him down, um, Jerome down, and he's running for his life. And then uh, we run into more cave dwellers. Uh, Jerome takes him out and gets back into his little ship, and then they go get old girl, who was on that planet where you said that you really like um, yeah. how it looked. And she's like, "I thought I told you to get off my lawn." And come to find out, it was just uh, Jerome there, and 
It's like, oh shit, where's Mando? So he, Jerome, leads her back and she kicks ass and she joins forces with uh, Mandalorian, kicks the crab guy's ass, then shows him the way to where the waters are. Mando falls all up in that water. Oh, she I've has- got to see this now. Yeah, she saves his ass. He looked like a little bitch in this episode. Oh, um, damn. At first, he can't do anything but get captured or fall down. Um, but, yeah, she goes and gets him. And then on her way up, she finds, like, a huge creature in the water. But she just jet sets out of there. That's pretty much the episode. So, um, yeah, so I'm not really sure what's going to happen beyond that. They kind of don't leave any cliffhangers. It's just kind of what it is, what it is. Wow. Hearing you describe it, it sounds like this episode goes for 14 hours. It goes for 48 minutes or 40 plus minutes. <laughs> and I think the yeah. girl, and I forget her name, um, but I think she's going to be a love interest. Also, she was very prevalent in saving his life on International Women's Day. So I can only think that maybe those two are one and the same. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. Corporate conspiracy? Probably not. I think not. But let me <laughs> tell you, we just love Black History Month, and then we're going to be down with the gays later. That's what all yeah. the, the, you know, the retails. I'm trying to think of another holidays. Just, um, you know, 10 months out of the year, they're like, yeah, white people. And then for one month of the year, they're like black people. And then the other month, they're like, yeah, we turned our yeah. We turned our uh, we made our logo rainbow. So that will make up. Yeah, that'll make up for the other eleven months of the year where we donate to politicians that do horrible things. That's a, that's cool, right? Before, and I looked over and saw the guy's dick. It's all right. It's what you do during the our month? Logo, of our, our logo's a rainbow for a month. That makes up for everything else the rest of the year, right? Yeah, totally. Ugh. <laughs> so the world will look a little fucked but yeah that sounds fucking sick also when you said he falls in the water fully clothed uh he takes off his cape oh thank god (laughs) because honestly what I'm picturing helmet on and then just tidy whities him just flopping around on the water like that (laughs) And, and a pair and a pair of knee high socks yeah, it would be preferred if he did that because he, when he started stripping, I was like, "How much is he going down?" Because it was uh, Jerome and that lady. They were the lady kind of looked at Jerome. Jerome looked at her, and he's like, "Girl, I know you're trying to see this." And Mandalorian's like, "No, it's cold down here. I'm not taking anything else off except this cape." That would be so funny if he was doing like a strip tease and he just takes one thing off. It's like, yep, yeah, that's it. I'm just taking my jacket off and hanging it up neatly on the rack coat rack here. Girl, you want to see my chin? Oh, you want to see the back? You want to see oh. my shoulders? You want to see my rump? <laughs> that's hilarious. He's like, time to take a bath. I'm going to take my cape off. And I'm going to leave this heavy suit of armor off while I get in the water. I think we're going to find out that Mandalorian's going to discover that all this Mandalorian folklore is not necessarily true and it's dumb. You know, like a uh, religious thing. So that's the other thing that I, I think that kind of gets that 
maybe people watching this may not even know is that actually you probably definitely don't know is that this planet has appeared in a lot of other Star Wars stuff and that yeah the like the the helmet thing that we all associate with like Ma- Mando and Boba Fett and all that like that's very much that's very much a part of it but Mando is kind of in a he's a member of a cult he's it's a weird religious cult that is not necessarily reflective of what those people that lived on that planet did and it was like when you saw it in other forms of media especially in some of the, like the animated series it was like a big it was a huge like future suit you, what is the word i'm looking for super futuristic city under a dome is what i was trying to say i think um, yeah like that cat game yeah <laughs> um but the the night watch and those people are a they got banished to a one of the moons of mandalore because they were super like weird and and stuff about their armor and other things and i think that people forget that and or maybe don't realize it that he's in a cult and so i'm interested to see how they resolve that because from episode one and, and everything up to this point, he's dead set on going to atone for, um, you know, his transgression of taking his helmet off. But there's other Mandalorians; they're popping their helmets off all the fucking time. Like Bo Katan, she's she's from there, and she doesn't have a problem having her red hair out and sitting on a big throne, going like, "Yeah, what? You know, why why you why you want to go there?" Well, she <laughs> lived in Mandalore. And she yeah. was very much aware. In the second episode, she reveals that. And, you know, of course, she's royalty or whatever. Um, yeah. She's like, you know, this is all bullshit. She pretty much tells this bullshit. But she was like, I'll show you so you can see it. But, I mean, there's nothing yeah. to this water. Yeah. And so I, I think it will be interesting to see how they kind of resolve that. I think it and this is something that Star Wars does that is that people maybe don't fully grasp is that it is really pointing out some religious fanatics in different sorts of ways and maybe it doesn't always fully address it but it's kind of a takedown of that kind of weird cultist thing where they kind of did it with like the Jedi and now they're like hey look at these like weirdo extremist weirdos that literally got banished to a different planet because they were being too hardcore about their stuff. And yeah, it, 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 it has, it tries to start some interesting ideas, but doesn't always fully follow through on them. <laughs> and I think that they get, you get distracted because of fighting pirates and cute baby Yoda, but there's some interesting ideas there that they don't seem to fully maybe be that interested in addressing. So I hope that they do, but we'll probably just meet some other spinoff characters the rest of this season and never, you know, get the, get the answers to those sorts of things. I think they will probably give us some answers and also leave us on a cliffhanger. I think that the girl, um, what's her name? The Bobadoc. Bo, Bo, yeah. Bobadoc. Yeah. Bo, 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 Bo Katan. Bo-Katan. I, yeah. 
I think Bo Jangles. Bo Hongles. <laughs> I think that she's going to be the love interest, and I think she's going to show him the way. Um, and I think they will get away from the Mandalorian world, and that he will become like a regular dude. I will say that whenever we saw Pedro Pascal's uh, face for the first time in this show, it was before he made it really big. It was kind of like everywhere. Um, <clears throat> it kind of took away from me to see his face. And I think if you go back and listen to the old episodes, I said that too. I The allure of it to not see his face is kind of, I really enjoyed it. Um, and now that I know what he looks like, it sounds like I can see him like laughing and stuff like that. Um, cause he's inevitably, inevitably going to be like a popular person in pop culture. And he's going to show his face in other publications or movies he's in. Um, I don't know. It's just kind of taken away a little bit for me. I still love the show and stuff, but the mystique is a little gone. Yeah. But I guess it always would be, though, when you're watching something with a character in a mask, and it's like, what do they look like under there? And then it's like, oh, yeah, it's just some guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that it's like, of course it is. It's just a guy. <laughs> That's all. What did you think was going to happen when, the, when they took it off? But yeah, I, I agree. It's like the same thing where it's like, you know, what are they hiding? And it's like, Oh, it's just a regular looking person under there. It's a dude. It's just a dude. <laughs> yeah, that's I, it took away from the mystique of it. And I was reminded about it at the beginning. Um, the previews on the first one, uh, the first episode. And then also as we're going, because when you hear the voice, I already had like a, a idea of what he looked like. And I'm like, oh, no, that's not what he looks like. It's Pedro Pascal. It's this guy. And then yeah. I immediately like SNL that he was on wherever he was just being funny. <laughs> well, watching The Last of Us at the same time is this, and it's like mm, now it's really me- now it's really messing with me, and just the the parallels of having this little the the kid you've got a a company on this big adventure across dangerous territory. I'm like, yeah, this is kind of the same, isn't it? You would say that he has some kind of niche, um, quite like Liam Neeson. Whenever he goes and fights a bunch of young people, he's like, "I'm an old person, but I'll kick your ass." I still get my film developed at CVS. Bitch. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that it's it's still a good show, and I, I think it it does really showcase some impress. I think it is definitely one of those things where you're like tv shows are good and they look really good now and this looks expensive some of it looks a little more stripped down like clearly in the second episode those cave uh people they were definitely just like people dressed up and i see it sometimes with um what's uh jerome walking around i'm like that's definitely a puppet as he walks around, it's like lame. But at the same time, I really appreciate his facial expressions too. So it's very good. It's and it's impressive, just like the original Yoda puppet. And then they made him CGI in the prequels, and he was just doing backflips and and shit, fight, fighting Christopher Lee. <laughs> I do think there was like some um, CGI in this that I was like, oh, that looks a little off, but I cannot remember where it was. Yeah. 
I'll I'm going to watch it tonight probably, and I will probably I'm going to look out for it. I'm like, what is he? What was he looking at? Yeah, Where there was. I, <laughs> um, I want to say it was like a tiny character coming out of something. Maybe it was the crab creature, the guy, the crab guy coming out of there. Can't remember. It just didn't look like it fit. Mm. Yeah. I guess oh no, no, I know what it was. It was the robot crawling around on the ground in the first episode. Oh yeah, I see. I felt that looked more like literally a puppet on a string that they were just kind of flopping around the room. Well, it looked like some of it looked like CGI when it got on the I, ground. Yeah, it may. Yeah, maybe. I maybe I'll go back and and take a look at that. To see if it, it just, I think that the whole scene was so silly that maybe I didn't judge it based on how it looked, where I was just like, this is like clearly meant to be pl- played for laughs. So maybe I'm for- more forgiving of it, but. Well, I mean, I, it wasn't something that deterred my attention, but at the same time, I was like, this kind of seems like, you know, finish up something here. It doesn't look as clean. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, it did really look like he had two robots carrying his big cape uh, around them. <laughs> it did. Like, I wonder if he's going to do that when he gets married. Yeah, a big old, big old cape. Everyone, Everyone's trying to outdo each other to have the biggest, longest train carried behind them. <laughs> oh, my cape. It's like holding someone's pocket in prison. Yeah. <laughs> Equivalent. Oh yeah, but uh, I'm excited for this season. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be pretty, pretty solid. Yeah, I mean, it's. I'm assuming eight episodes, quite like the past two seasons before it. Probably. And we're already like a fourth of the way through, uh, or at least a fourth of it's available at this point. Absolutely. So, watch it, guys. You probably don't need us to convince you but uh yeah disney plus shows usually pretty good so definitely check it out ryan that'll that'll probably do us for this week right yep i i feel like i got that all off my chest well i am i am so glad to hear about that (laughs) all right guys this looks bad yeah that's totally the spot man go back and watch that (laughs) thing crawling on the ground all right i'll take a look at it guys uh thank you for listening as we say at the end of this and every episode of almost accurate night until next time folks here's a question for the marketers listening want to find that perfect customer beyond the world of scrolling swiping and searching here's a secret to make sparks fly Smooth talking with podcast ads. With Acast, you can reach millions of listeners who'll be hanging on your every word. On the train to work, in the gym, or waiting in line for coffee. Start up the conversation with podcast listeners anywhere and everywhere. And they're looking for love. 60% of listeners have a higher trust in brands they've met on podcasts compared to social. Get closer to your audience. Make podcast ads with Acast. Head to go.acast.com slash closer to get started.